Growing up, I was always interested in the mental game. After years of study, I developed the Basketball Brain program. My life is devoted to helping others achieve their greatness. I hope you'll like, subscribe, and if you take a chance with the Basketball Brain program, I promise you your game's going to reach levels that you never thought possible. What's up, Basketball Brain fans and members? How's it going? So, I'm sure you guys saw the vicious elbow, and vicious is the correct adjective, that a basketball player, I think his name was Kawan Platt, threw at another player on the court. And I have it playing in the background. It's hard to see. Nobody wants to see that. It reminds me of the game a few years ago where they were playing one-punch knockout on the street and just kids were walking up to random strangers and trying to knock them out with one punch. It kind of brought flashbacks to that hideous behavior to my mind. And let's be honest about sports. As great as sports are, and as much as it reveals about ourselves, there is a martial aspect to it. There is a brutal aspect to it. And if you don't control your emotions, it can spill over. You've seen it with some players who used to play for Duke. <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about. You've seen it with Draymond. And this is probably the most egregious example, but you also saw it with Rudy Tomjanovich when he got hit or when he got hit by, I believe it was Kermit Washington, got smoked in the face and it almost killed him. This exists in sports, and we don't want to talk about it, but we need to be aware of it because who knows what happens when we lose our temper. I mean, I'm, when I lose, I get furious. I tend to take it out on inanimate objects, okay? Trash cans beware. I will kick you across the room. I will punch the wall. Uh, a few water coolers have gotten it. But I could easily see how somebody could get so angry that they take it out on another player. Not just with a hard foul, of course, but with this sort of asymmetrical warfare. It's not fun to see. It's ugly to see. But as you grow older and you go through emotional challenges and you feel emotions, there, there comes a point, I think Montesquieu said it, that there's no sin that's ever been committed that I couldn't somehow imagine myself doing. Now, we would never do what this player did, but... We can get in the general vicinity where we've been so mad, we just want to take it out on somebody. Now, we don't know the context. We don't know what happened before that. It's still unjustified. I mean, if, he has a, if he's going to fight the guy, square up first. Let him know it's coming, of course. Now, was he hit with a cheap shot before that? Doesn't seem like it. He issued an apology saying his behavior was totally unacceptable. But even so, if somebody hits you with a cheap shot, the way to get even is, you know, tell the coach, tell the ref... Or if you're absolutely out of your mind, at least square up and face them like a man. Best case scenario, you walk away. You always walk away. Unless they're coming after you and you're in danger, of course. But all I'm saying is what he did was the absolute worst thing because it was a total, total, total cheap shot. In the back, in his face, it reminded me of when the guys jumped in the cage with McGregor and one guy hit McGregor in the back of the head. You know, I know it's a spur of the moment, but he's just panicking and doing a bunch of nonsense. But a defenseless person, if he falls the right, wrong way, I should say, in a certain way, the right way, the player that got hit, you hit your head, the back of, the, back of your head, you can die very easily. I tell these kids, everybody watches movies and these guys just get pummeled. You watch MMA and you see guys just get pummeled and nobody dies, or very few get seriously injured. If you're not a professional fighter, and you're fighting on a hard surface. The other day, 
I saw two kids, they were teenage kids, getting ready to square off on asphalt, on concrete. And there were some older guys there, like, encouraging it. So I walk over into this potential fight, and I was like, what are you guys doing? You know, and I'm, I'm a little older, so, you know, I look like a teacher or something. <laughs> and I was like, what are you guys doing? I said, one, stop fighting, talk it out, don't be knuckleheads. Two, if you're actually going to fight, you're going to do this after I leave, go do it on the grass. Go do it where if you knock somebody out, their head doesn't smash against the effing pavement. You know? Because that's what happens. When you get in a fight, you think you can fight somebody, you hit them, their head hits the ground, and that's it. You've killed somebody. Or you've put them in a coma. Or you've given them brain damage. You know, so I'm not naive. I know these kids have beef or whatever, some stupid high school beef that means absolutely nothing. But if, you're, if they're going to fight, I tried to get them not to fight, but I said... If you're going to fight, fight on the grass. There was a park across the street. Fight on there. That way, if something happens, and the guys around, I was like, if it gets bad, break them up. That's what we used to do when we were growing up. It's not world star hip-hop where you start cheering people on as they get pummeled. Somebody needs to put the effing camera phone down, go in and stop the fight. Again, I'm not naive. I know kids are going to fight. I wasn't perfect. I get it. The, the thing that bothered me most is just, the guy, it was premeditated, he was obviously angry, and he could have really hurt the kid. I mean, just getting a punch in the face probably isn't going to hurt you. It's when you fall. And a basketball court is very, very hard. I remember one time I was playing, and I went up, it was a fast break, and there was this like heavy bodybuilder there. And I went up, and he just straight up undercut me. Shoulder down, hit the middle of my knees, and... I don't think, I actually still don't think it was intentional. He was just clumsy. Well, I like, you know, when you get undercut, you know, you got to brace yourself, but you can't get your hands there fast enough. You know, I fell, smacked my head hard. You could hear it. You could hear everybody in the stands go, ooh, the dude didn't even apologize. <laughs> so I was in his face. I stood up. I was like, you may, you may not have, he didn't even apologize. I said, you might not have meant to done, do that, but. You did it, and now, you know, what the F? Anyways, you know, they broke us apart or whatever. And I guess he was offended because he hadn't played basketball that much. I don't think he understood how dangerous it was in football if you undercut somebody. Well, <laughs> it's just a good hit. Uh, when they're jumping for a pass or something, you know, you make them flip. Anyways, it's dangerous. Second point, maybe the fourth point. I don't know where I'm at here. But <laughs> the, uh, I feel bad for the kid who threw the elbow. And I know that's not popular today. You know, we don't want to pile on. We don't know what's going on in his personal life. We don't know if he has any sort of uh, behavioral issues. We don't know if there's, you know, something that's happened in his life uh, that has made him prone to violence. I mean, my guess is yes. My guess is he may have some sort of disability. That's a guess. It's a total guess. I watched some of his highlights. There was a, he has an Instagram channel, and he doesn't look like a bad player at all. He looks really gifted, really athletic. If you go to his Instagram, and you know, I wouldn't hit like or dislike on his video. He has a ton of dislikes, and I, I get it. He gets it. But we don't know the problems people don't speak of. And uh, that's, uh, that was a quote from one of my favorite rap songs by Gangstar. Is, don't be so quick to judge. You may not know the problems people don't speak of. You know, and no, there's no excuse for what he did, but there might be a reason. Okay, there might be a reason why he did what he did, even though it's inexcusable. 
You know, sometimes you have a friend who talks to you in a certain way and it's wrong and they say things they shouldn't have said and it's totally inexcusable. But you know that person well enough that you know the reason they got that angry. The fact that they couldn't control it was inexcusable. But the fact that they got to a point where it was going to be uncontrollable, you can understand. So I worry about the kid. I hope somebody gives him another chance because he looks like he could, you know, maybe keep playing basketball or doing something. It's really awful. I understand why the school cut him. I understand why they kicked him off the team. But he's young. He needs, my guess is he needs some help, needs some counseling. Maybe there was some counseling going on before this. He looked, he looks like a young guy who made a horrible mistake, got so emotional that his prefrontal cortex, <laughs> the decision, decision-making center shut off and he was possessed. You know, sometimes people commit crimes and after the fact, they go, what the heck did I just do? I've had that happen. Not a crime, but I've done things. I've said things. I'm like, what was I thinking? Why did I say that? When your amygdala, when the, the, when, when the older parts of your brain activate, the newer parts, which are the thinking and rational parts, shut down. And in some people, that happens a lot more frequently. Some people don't have as much control in those moments. Their brain is literally hijacked by you know the let's say the jungles of our mind the the vicious the vicious forests of our mind you know part of your mind civilized there's law and order there's buildings there's traffic runs smoothly and the, the other part of your mind is a jungle and sometimes the jungle just overruns the city and i think that's what happened here so anyways and now afterwards he's apologetic he's regretful and i hope somebody gives him another chance Hopefully he's learned his lesson and he gets some counseling. I hope everybody on his team doesn't abandon him. I hope some of the coaches say, hey, I got to cut you, but we're here for you. You made a mistake. I hope they don't completely shun him, ostracize him, completely banish him from their lives. So a little bit of sympathy for the, the guy who did it. And I know that's not going to be popular, but that's honestly how I feel.